Hi, welcome into another edition of Music Fanimal here on Fanimal Radio. My special guest this week is Scott Spivey. Scott, welcome into Music Fanimal. How are you, buddy? I am good. Thank you for having me. Pleasure Appreciate having it. you. So we've seen each other out and about several times. So talk about how you got into the music business originally. All right, so I got into music. I've kind of always been in it, you know, ever since I was a kid. My dad was in the music industry, and I just sort of followed his footsteps. What did dad do? Dad still plays guitar and sings. Oh, he nice. plays all the same places that I play. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, you ever play together? We have, yeah. It's a lot of fun. We've done, um, you know, the Sunset Cove and the Tower and all those cool places together. Yeah. But we have fun together, yeah. And so I got into it that way. And then um, I went to, you know, different avenues because I was younger and I was more into, blah, 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 you know, and he was more into other things too. Right. But then, um, you Has know. his musical taste influenced yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, when I was growing up, a kid, you know, I, I didn't think there was any other band alive in the 60s but the Beatles, because that's all he ever listened to was Beatles, Beatles, right. Beatles, and all my guitar... I like kids, your dad already. Yeah, I think you guys would get along. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all my guitar, like, he taught me how to play guitar. So all of that came from, you know, day one, I was like, here, we're going to learn this Beatles song. We're going to learn Love Me Do, and then we're going to learn this, this, and this. And I learned most of my guitar playing from learning Beatles songs all nice. my life. Yeah. So and that you was, built on that. Yeah, well, I've that's, that's about when we parted ways <laughs> shortly after that. I was like, there's got to be more than the Beatles, you right. know. And, but, yeah. So the first time you take the stage, how old were you? Five. Oh, really? Five or six, yeah. I was in, Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was terrifying. So I was in uh, probably first or second grade, so maybe, maybe seven or eight, and I wrote a song, and it was a school talent show, and it was a big private school. So, you know, at that time you had... Uh, kindergarten all the way up through, you know, 12th grade. And they right. were teaching, they were even teaching like some advanced classes too. So there was thousands of people in this room and I wasn't prepared for it, you know, emotionally. <laughs> so I got up and I started playing and my dad tells the story really well that, uh, it's the song you wrote. It's the song I wrote. And I sat down and I, you know, just got on the, on the stool with my little guitar and had my microphone and I just froze. And all I remember is seeing this like sea of faces and hearing myself Breathing into the microphone like this, you know, like deep breaths and just terrified. Yeah, but and as a five-year-old kid, you get a little slack, right? I yeah. I mean, people were but giggling, you don't know that. right? And, and I, you know, people were laughing. It didn't make it any easier. And thankfully, Dad was there, and he came up, and he kind of he's like, you know, we actually practiced this as a duet. It was it was my fault. And he nice. Dad. Sat down, put his arms around, and we kind of played together and did the song. And I didn't win anything, um, but that was my first live experience and it was I still remember it it was it was terrifying so that was at school now how about as a professional when you're out making money and doing what you do mm -hmm. now the first time you stood up at the mic at some bar and playing the music that you play gosh I can't remember because I mean from that day on even though I was terrified of the crowd I knew like this is what I got to do right. I got to figure out the stage fright thing and I got to get past it and I got to play. And I did. I played every school talent show from five years old till whenever, to right. 12th grade. Um, and then as soon as I got out of that, I was playing with every local band that I could, you know, in church bands, in just anywhere that would let me bring my guitar and my amp and let me make noise. So I can't remember like an actual first bar or venue experience where I was there and because it's always been what I did right. every day. You know, it's just been it's been a part of me for so long. What would you say? I know you mentioned the Beatles and your dad's influence there, but what were what some of your biggest musical influences? All right, so yeah, Beatles notwithstanding, um, where we so I talked about that kind of that parting ways. I got really big into 
um, you know, music in the 80s for me was awesome when everybody had like spandex and big hairs and everyone just wanted to play guitar solos. I was like, that's me, I wanna do that. Did you have big hair? Yeah, to the extent of which my parents would allow me to grow it, yeah, <laughs> big hair. And um, I had a mullet, I think, you know, with like the vanilla ice lines shaved in on the oh, side. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't that cool of a kid. And, uh, but, um, I, you know, the obvious people like Eddie Van Halen, I got really big into, you know, the prog rock guys like Dream Theater, John Petrucci, um, just anybody who was playing some crazy awesome solo that just made me want to watch over and over again. That's, that's what I really got into. My big influences from the 80s to 90s were, you know, rock, rock, metal, shreddy, you know, all those dudes. Eddie Van Halen, C. Vi, Joe Satriani. You know, Eric Johnson, right. just those solo guitar players. Well, I think it was down at the Crazy Tuna you were playing with Rob's band, I mm -hmm. believe, and you went into Magic Power. Yeah. And that was pretty cool because I hadn't heard that song in a while. I used to love that song. I love that song. Yeah, that was a fun song. That was a song that we just, when we got together for the first time um, for practice, and practice just felt so right, and I just threw it out there. I was like, what do you guys think about Magic Power by Triumph? And they were like, gosh, I haven't heard that song in a long time. And we did it, we rehearsed it, and it went really well. And uh, we do it at a few shows. We, we don't do it all the time, but yeah. it's kind of an obscure Canadian rock band song. It is, and it's a tough song to sing, too. It is, it's up there. It's, I'm not pulling that one off today, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Guitar Hero, did you ever play it? The game? The game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did, it was terrible. I was really bad, and then and Wait, so you were terrible. I was terrible. Well, were, were you playing against people that didn't know how to play guitars, and they were beating you? Well, it's not like playing guitar. You know, it's right. buttons. Right. You know what I mean? And does that mess you up? Yeah, because it doesn't. You know, the buttons don't really change at the chord patterns or whatever. They just change randomly. You got to follow the code. And, you know, the, the color code on the screen. And I was terrible at it. I wasn't really coordinated in the first place. Um, then there was another game. I don't know. Did you hear Rocksmith? Yeah. So that one came afterwards, and you could actually plug in your guitar, and I was equally as terrible as that. And I can remember when it was, it was in Guitar Center, a friend of mine worked there, and he called me. He was like, you got to come up here and play this game. i got to see if you can play it. I'm like, why? He's like, because none of us in the store can play this game. We're terrible at it, right? And so we're all there, you know, considered decent enough guitar players, and we plug in. And it was, what was it? It was like, a, it was Mississippi Queen, right? And I'm like, oh, I know Mississippi Queen. I played that a million times. And uh no, I, I, I apparently did not know Mississippi Week because I failed. It was so bad. Like, the crowd started booing, and I was, like, taken back to when I was five years old in front of the crowd again. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> Who would have played this game? Right back there on that yeah. stage. So what was the song that you wrote back when you were five years I old? Even, I don't even remember. Um, I don't even remember. I, I've, I have a vague, vague memory of it being to the tune of um, And I Love Her. Okay. I had some lyrics that I put to that, and it was kind of, it kind of followed that, but uh, but I could be wrong. I don't really remember what it was. <laughs> so back to Guitar Hero. Who are some of your guitar heroes? Oh gosh, I named a few of them already. Um, the the obviously the the guys who are like a guitar teacher's teacher, like Steve Vai, John Petrucci, Eric Johnson, Satriani. More recently, the younger guys like uh, Andy James. Um, these are all obscure people, but um, I guess I do like really anybody outside of shred guitar because I know I'm focusing on that a lot. Um, anybody who can just kind of take me somewhere on a journey, you know, I like I like the way Zach Zach Brown plays. You know, I like the way he just plays something simple and sings a nice simple song. Um, Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, you know, I like the guy. There's just anybody who can get up there with their guitar, 
seem confident enough and play something nice, you know, because nice. that's, that's where I've, I've had to get out of Shredsville, you know, doing acoustic stuff, you know, right. I, I mean, I do it sometimes, but I had to be able to do something else besides just get up there and solo all night long, you know, because I would love it, but I don't think anybody else would, so I had to find these songs for my acoustic that would, that would work, and, you know, those guys kind of helped pave the way for me to find a little niche, right. you know. So you're going to do one's your first song for us, so we, I guess we're not going to Shredsville, Probably not. No, I don't know. Maybe we can. I brought some stuff with me today that I could arrange a, arrange a couple of shreds on. But I think this first song is going to be a, uh, just a, an acoustic sing-along type song. Okay. All right. Well, let's take away Scott Spivey. My stupid mouth has been running wild I've been drinking whiskey since a quarter till nine Must have looked like a fool when you walked on by And I said, hey the lady, it's your lucky night And she said, I've been drinking since half past noon But I'm not quite drunk enough for you I should have walked you home, should have gave you a kiss All my nights seem to end like this Should have messed up your lipstick, not the makeup around your eyes I realize when you left that I'm not doing it right You were Sitting there watching me play guitar I had a bottle of Jack Daniels A cold beer at the bar Your girlfriends were trying to guess my age I said, hey there ladies, listen We can all go back to my place And you said, boy, you know that you looked real cute But you started talking, now I'm over you I should have walked you home, should have gave you a kiss All my nights seem to end like this Should have messed up your lipstick, not the makeup around your eyes I realize when you left that I'm not doing it right Girl, you know that you saved me that day You changed me in ways I thought I'd never change So won't you give me a shot? I swear I clean up real good Oh, I think that you won't But I know that I should I should walk you home I should give you that kiss I don't want her not to end like this Wanna mess up your lipstick Not the makeup around your Eyes. I realize when you left that I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. No, I'm not doing it right. No, I'm not doing it right. No. A Scott Spivey original. I'm not doing it right. So what aren't you doing right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the, the challenges of music today. Um, the, the, the biggest challenge for me was I'm a guitar player. You know, that's what I do. I, I've always, always just wanted to be a guitar player. 
And um, through the 80s, that was fine because they were right up there with the singer. You know what I mean? It was the lead vocalist, then here comes the guitar solo, you know, and CeCe DeVille will come sliding down on his knees and do something. <laughs> so I spent all the 80s learning how to do all that. And then um, I came out, I'm like, guess what I can do? I was like, well, guess what? It's the 90s. Nobody cares anymore, you know? It was all Kurt Cobain and, and, and that thing. So my biggest hurdle for most of my life has is, is been trying to um, adapt to a climate of music that when I first started getting into it wasn't the climate that I was expecting to jump into. Okay. Um, you know, I had to, I wasn't the best singer. I had to learn how to sing. I had to learn how to just lay back and play some, some simple songs on guitar, you know, and not just, uh, you know, all the guitar stuff that I keep saying that I love so much. That was a challenge. Um, another challenge for me was to be able to figure out how to be a, uh, a front person. You know, I, I'm not a, uh, in school I was voted class clown, but I was just more of a goofy guy, which is okay for the guitar player. But when you're the singer, you at least have to have some sort of personality. Um, so I had to develop a personality and learn how to relate to the crowd and work them. And so those were my challenges as far as performing goes. Um, the business side of it had a whole other set of challenges that I had to learn and adapt to, too, but slowly coming together, I think. What about the industry as a whole? Because, you know, when, when I was growing up, it was album-oriented rock, and, and you drop the needle on the vinyl, and you let it play through because you didn't have any remotes or anything mm -hmm. advanced. So you, you, it forced you to listen to things. Today, it's digital downloads, and it's nothing like... I mean, I, I oftentimes wonder why artists even bother to go into a studio and make, a, make an album. Yes. Yeah. you know, do people even listen to them all the way through anymore? So talk about some of the challenges in the industry as a whole. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I know I listen to albums. I still do. I like to listen to an entire album. I feel like it's, an, it's the artist's complete thought. Right. You know, where they have this... You go, to, you go in your studio or to a, a cabin that you've rented or your room, and you write something, and it usually turns into three, four, five songs. You know, you have this... You have something inside you that you want to get out, and... Um, it's going to take you more than three minutes, you know, like a like a normal three minute song. Um, so I still listen to albums. I do like though the idea of not having to wait until I have ten completed songs to release a song. I can release a song as a you know as a single, which we you know we always could, but a single was always the uh, it was like the commercial for the album, right? You know, it was like oh here's so and so's new single, right. watch out for the new album. But now it doesn't seem like the uh, the full-length movie comes as often, right? It just seems like, oh, here's so-and-so's new single, new single. And I guess it's a good thing. You know, it's allowed a lot of other people to collaborate with each other. It's allowed artists to continue to work without the, you know, the large overhead of having to do a whole album. So I guess, I guess it can be a good thing. If things change, you know, they should change for the better. So I'd imagine that it is changing for the better. Yeah, what did you think of, <laughs> we're fresh on the heels of Super Bowl 53, what did you think of the, the performance by Maroon 5 last night? That's me. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> it's always on silent, too. I don't know why it isn't today. Of course, the most important time for my phone to be on silent, I decided to just... Good thing it wasn't a weird ringtone. Well, it's, it's life. It's real. So, um, so Maroon 5's performance... Um, I, I, it's weird. I'm, if anybody that's a friend of mine watches this, they're probably going to make fun of me afterwards. I must be in the unpopular 
side of it because I didn't think it was as terrible as my Facebook feed thought it was. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought it was really bad, and some people accused him of of, of lip syncing. I don't think he was lip syncing. He didn't see. He was out of breath. You know, his normal singer stuff, pitchy. You know, it's that was sounded normal. Um, their their first album, the Songs for Jane album, was a decent modern rock album. It had a lot of guitar, had guitar solos. Um, I liked it, and they did a lot of songs from that album too. And they did a few other ones that I I kind of stopped listening to them more recently when they've crossed over. And instead of a guitar solo, everything has to have a rap in it now. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's not really my style. Um, so they did a few of those songs, and I didn't really know them too well. But I mean, all in all, I'm, I'm not playing at the Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> you know, great, good for them. You know, they're doing doing great things. It's been it seems like it's been almost a 30 year career, and they're they're doing good. You know. Yeah. I, I, I can't, well, I'm going to sit here in my armchair and be like, that was, the, get off my lawn. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't McCartney or that wasn't you right. two. You know what I mean? It was, it wasn't. It was them and they did fine. I don't know if you saw, it's been floating around on social media today with Adam Levine. He took off his shirt and it said California across his abdomen. And there was this guy <laughs> taking a selfie of himself. Drinking a can of beer, big that. fat guy. And he, just, he wrote Illinois on his belly. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I love that. That was funny. So let's talk about some of the local bands that you're familiar with. Some of your favorites. Okay. Um, there's so many great local bands around here that, I, that I've loved. I've played in a lot of them. I've played in Star Crush, which they're all great friends of mine still, and they're still playing. They're a great band. Um, I played in Tripwire, and still great band. Um, uh, in fact, my one of my former guitar students, uh, Mike, is their new guitar player now. So he okay. and he's doing great things. He's a fantastic guitar player. Um, the New Romance is another one, mm -hmm. another great band. Um, I actually taught their new guitar player Eric too. And um, gosh, where's the where's the list go? Kanye Twitty, I love Denny. You know, Denny is a fantastic guitar player. Denny and Steve, you know, they're both just great. The way they get up there and trade solos, you know, they're. Just, we had, we had Denny in, and he was talking about how he's a metalhead. Yeah. And it like, kind of like surprised me. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we play together, too, in yeah. another project. And um, he's, a, he's a deeper metalhead than I am. You know, he'll pull out like deep-cut Queensryche, you know, from right. during soundcheck. And uh, him and Rob will start singing it. And they're looking at me like, don't you know this? And I'm like, I don't know this. And I'm embarrassed, you know. But, uh, yeah, they're, and they're both just... They're, the music scene right now, especially, I would say... The, the cover band scene, because it's what I'm most familiar with, there's a lot of great original acts out there, too, which I get to see as, as often as I'd like. Um, but the cover band scene seems to have done a, a, a shift for positive things within the past 10 years. When I came in about 15 years ago in the cover band scene, it, it seemed really competitive. You know, like it was always what band could, could be, be better here and be better there. Like, were we better... You know, such and such place on Thursday night, then so and so, and um, you know, it's not sports. You know, it's music. There should be there there should be a little bit of like we should be the best that we can be. But um, somewhere within the last five years, there there seems to be a new type of camaraderie where everybody's come together and said, let's let's realize what we're doing. We're helping each other. You know, we're I'm playing here Friday night. Let's promote your band on Saturday night too. And realizing that, you know, we're doing this, we're having fun on the weekends. You know, a lot of guys aren't, you know, I'm a full-time guy. I have other music stuff going on. But there's so many other guys who are doing this on the weekend. And then they return to a full-time job where their focus is lie, you know. And um, why should I try to compete 
with that. You know what I mean? They have, there's, there's different mindsets. You know what I mean? My mindset is I'm full-time. I got to go out there. I've had two hours to prepare for this show today. You know what I mean? Because I wrapped up my students early. Your boy's coming off of a, of a 10-hour workday with his guitar in the trunk, changing his tie, and he gets up on stage. You know what I mean? I don't think it's fair to, to compete that. So I would say that the scene has really improved as far as the morale's going, and I, I like that. I like that everybody seems to be friends. It does seem to be a brotherhood when I see you guys. Maybe somebody drops in on somebody else's set. Get up on stage yeah. and plays. Yeah, I like that. I think it's really cool, and it's what it should be. It's what music should be. It's what makes towns cool. It's what makes, you know... Um, going out to see your friends play right. in, a, in a band, cool, because we're all friends. We should we should stay friends, you know, on stage and even if we're in different bands. So I like it. I think it's a good thing. So what's the second one you have for us today? It's a good question. Um, I didn't have an order. Uh, I'll do another original for you. Okay. I'll do, do one more original. Okay. And this is, you know what I'll do? I'm going to do another one, because I talked a minute ago about how albums sort of feed, you know, one song feeds another one. So the, the one I did earlier, this next song that I'm going to do is actually... I, I rewrote it to be something different, and instead of being something silly, it ended up being something a little bit more sincere, but it shares a lot of the same attributes. All right, Scott Spivey with another original. I'm flying down the Sturton Road where am I gonna land? Well, I don't know. I've got one foot on the gas and the other one back with you. My headlights up with my mistakes, but your eyes were empty, so we hit the brakes. And baby, you and I both know this is long overdue. Our exit's coming up and I'm switching lanes, thinking about the other things I should have changed. Should've held your hand, should've stole your heart, should've tried harder from the start. And maybe if I did, baby, you'd still be here. I should've pulled you close when you said let go. Should've said yes when you said no. Baby, tonight everything seems much clearer when I see it through my rearview mirror. Favorite song on the radio I used to switch it up But now I let it go You got one hand out the window And the other lets go of me I'm wearing out these memories I try to shake them off Like the dust on my jeans But everything behind me Feels a lot closer than it seems Oh, but I'm not looking back Cause I don't want to see You standing with the man you needed me to be Should've held your hand Should've stole your heart Should've tried harder from the start And maybe if I did Baby, you'd still be here I should've pulled you close When you said let go Should've said yes when you said no Baby, tonight everything seems much when I see it through my preview mirror I'm riding down this highway I've got both hands on the wheel I'm white knuckling my way 
to any place where I can feel But everywhere I turn, every road I take It all just reminds me of your face But it's only a memory Riding right here next to me I should have stole your hand, should have stole your heart Should have tried harder from the start And maybe if I did, baby, you'd still be here should have pulled you close when you said let go Should have said yes when you said no Baby, tonight everything seems much clearer When I see it through my rearview mirror Oh, see it through my rearview mirror Welcome back to Music Fanimal. I'm here with Scott Spivey, my special guest today. Now, you are a guitar teacher as well. You mentioned a couple of guys that are playing around in local bands now. Talk about that experience as a teacher. Yeah, that's my full-time job. Yeah. So I'll start usually around 10 a.m. and not get finished till 10 p.m. Really? And I teach, I teach, I have a home studio. Filled in all through the day? Pretty much. I have a little half-hour break to go pick up the kids from school, shove something in my, my stomach real quick and get back at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, been a really really fun time you know I started off um, doing that as early as I could remember I was the, the, the kid you know the residential kid guitar player everybody would come over to my house on Saturday morning to learn how to play the songs that dad might have taught me or how that old? I picked up uh, I mean elementary school I can remember nice. teaching somebody the intro to Johnny Be Good you know um, a neighbor across the street Johnny Be Good and uh, it's always been then and I loved it I really like um, I just like sharing what I know with other people, and um, and so it didn't become a, a career. I didn't turn it into a job. It never dawned on me I could turn it into a job um, until about '99 or 2000, where I was working several other jobs to supplement my music career. You know, like a lot of your peers today. Yeah, right? and um, and I hated it. You know, it, it, I was I was thankful to have a job, but um, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I remember I was at a, uh, I, was, I was on call as a, as a repairman for, for this company. And, um, and I was on 24 hour call and I just finished up a long day and I was excited to go over to my friend's house who was a musician and owned his own studio to sit down and play some music. And I got there, changed out of my work clothes and as soon as I did, my pager went off and I had to go back out. And I was just like, oh, this is terrible. And it was his wife who said, why, why are you doing this to yourself? Why don't you just teach guitar for a living? And I said, well, I, I don't know how to do that. And she said, get a couple students. How hard would it be? And, um, and she was right. And, and the next day I put in my two weeks, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I just started spreading the word. I had, a, you know, this is before any type of social media or, you know, I had an Apple IIe in my house, and I don't even think I had America Online yet, you know. <laughs> and I would make flyers, and I hung them up at the local supermarkets and the guitar stores, and, you know, I and Gordon Miller music, and, and just ripped off my name to give me a call, and it was slow going, but now I see around 40 to 50 students, and uh, all ages, my youngest student is I think six, my oldest one is uh, 75. Nice. So it's all ages, and it's been fun. I was going to ask fun. you that, because 
for wannabes like myself who always <laughs> wanted to be able to play guitar. And it's like, how do you get over that hump? How do you find the time? Mm -hmm. How much time do you have to commit? So what advice would you give to the wannabes like me? Yeah, you don't need much. You know, you get, get a guitar and start having fun. Play songs you like. Learn, do like, like I did, learn Love Me Do. It's three chords, you know? Have fun with that. And then when you're ready for a fourth chord, learn a song with a fourth chord in it, you know? And um, learn how to tune your guitar. Sit down and have fun. You know, it's nobody is a, I always tell my students, nobody's banging down the door for Tony Lombardi's first solo album right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have plenty of time to get in there and learn and practice. When you feel confident, do an open mic night. You know, record yourself. Put it on Facebook. People are so welcoming and so encouraging. You could, you could get up there and feel like you did not your best. And, you know, you have a great friends, you know, group of friends who would support you and I think you'd be surprised at what you could put out there and what people would like. Now you have <clears throat> some ch uh, young children, right? I do. How old are they? Oh, they're all over the place. Uh, 19, 17, 12, and about 8. Okay, so you teach music during the day, you play a lot on weekends. Mm -hmm. Talk about some of the challenges that in, in the family, that, you know, some sacrifices that have to be made for that to all to happen. Yeah, I guess there are challenges like there is with every other, you know, any other career. Um, you know, the, the biggest challenges is learning how to how to manage your time well, so you don't accidentally book a gig during a soccer game, you know, or, right. or, or something like that. Um, and you know, that's been a, I've learned. You know, at first I didn't. You know, I, I can remember I actually I accidentally booked a show on, on my son's first birthday. And I had to leave early because I thought the party was on Friday, but it was on Saturday. I know. And I had to leave early to go do a show, you know, and I couldn't cancel. It was a full band thing. Right. And, you know, I learned a lesson there. Um, but um, that's been the, the biggest hurdle. And fortunately, you know, I have, you know, my wife knew me as a musician before we got married. So she already knew you know, the, the, the perils of, of what she was getting herself into, you <laughs> know. Marrying a music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, you know, it, it's, it's gotten a lot. It's gotten a lot better. You get older, you learn. Everybody does. And I've been able to balance it really well. And my family's supportive. My kids are supportive. Um, Do any of the kids play? No. Um, my youngest, my eight-year-old, seems like he's taking an interest. I don't want to force it on him, you know, because right. I don't want to get you know, to back out. But um, he seems pretty musical, and he seems artistic. He likes to draw and, and everything. But yeah, they're all, they're all, they all have their their set of skills, and and you know, some of the older ones like to draw too and the art skills. But my oldest son is is really big in the sports and soccer, and he's a tremendous soccer player. He didn't get it from me. You know, I'll, I'll trip on tile. You know, <laughs> I can't even run down the street, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I just do my best to be present at every game and every event. And, and uh, that's, that's about it. Just learn how to manage your time, you know. Be a grown-up. Keep a calendar. <laughs> and speaking of calendars, where can people see you play around town and, and any events coming up anytime soon? I'm a local Baltimore County guy. It's been my circuit lately. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I, uh, I have, and with all that said, I'm actually going to be at Sonoma's with uh, Ready, Set, Go, which is the band with Rob and Denny mm -hmm. we talked about. Um, I saw you guys down at the Purple Moose maybe two winters ago. It was phenomenal. That was a lot of fun. It was, but we, we, kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird because... In the purple moose of all places, I didn't think I'd ever see guys dance with guys. Uh, it was a weird place. It, it was kind of strange. <laughs> Anything goes there. But, it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a good gig. Um, I got a couple shows coming up this month. I know I'm at the Steelfish Grill up in Bel Air. Okay. Um, and then I'm down, uh, down on the Eastern Shore for a few other ones. But um, I don't have, I'm a, the world's worst 
musician and I don't have my own website for a performance. I have one for guitar lessons. But um, my Facebook page, I, always, I only ever post where I'm going to be. So um, you could shoot me a friend request on Facebook and that's, or just follow the page, right. and I only post my shows. Okay. All right, so you have one more for us. I do. Okay. So Scott Spivey, one more time, and thanks for joining us today, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for having Pleasure me. Having it was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Faithful, strong, but you need to prove you saw a bathing on the roof and her beauty in the moonlight over through you. And she tied you to her kitchen chair, broke your throne and cut your hair, and from your lips she drew the hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Will you say I too? Not a cry that you hear at night. Not someone who's seen the light. It's a cold. It's a broken hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Well, I did my best, it wasn't much, and I couldn't feel, so I tried to touch, and I came to tell the truth and didn't come before you. And even though this all went wrong, I stand before the Lord of song with nothing on my tongue. Well, Hey, hi. 